What's going on? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. Happy Thursday. How the heck are you this week? Hopefully you're hitting some winners. No shortage of things to bet on right now. It's funny, when we do this podcast in the summer, it's like baseball. You know, table tennis. <laughs> that's, that's all there is. Now we got pretty much everything going on. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, like I said, you guys are having a nice week so far. Hitting some games. On today's show, it is uh, Storytime Thursday. Sports betting stories every Thursday. We've got a couple short stories for today. Now, sometimes there's a novel. Sometimes there's a short story. Got a couple of short ones for today, both uh, in Vegas. So I'll talk about the first time I made a bet in person because betting in person and betting online, two very different things. We got a little roulette story for you as well. So we'll, we'll do that today. First things first, special thanks to Better Edge online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, like sports better. Uh, VIG free betting. And the reason that VIG free betting means so much and why I'm always preaching about Better Edge theoretically, mathematically, when you get rid of the VIG, you're betting risk-free for the rest of your sports betting career. That means it doesn't matter how bad you are. My dog could be picking games. She's not expected to lose anything over the long run. Now, just to work out this math kind of quickly, and we're not going to make this too complex, but here's how it works. Sports betting essentially thrives and sports books thrive because of the VIG. And the VIG works like this. If we're flipping quarters, every time it hits heads, you give me a dollar. Every time it hits tails, I give you a dollar ten. Okay, that's the VIG. You're doing a 50-50 proposition where you know you're going to win long term. When you get rid of that, and now we flip heads and you pay me a dollar, and it flips tails and I pay you a dollar, that's a net zero transaction. Okay, so... You're not expected to lose. You're, if you're a bad gambler, you're not expected to win long-term, but that's the main thing. You're not going to lose any money. So your wife, your girlfriend, you know, they're not going to be upset with you blowing you know, <laughs> six mortgage, this month's mortgage on sports betting. So get rid of the vague, make more money online, betteredge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10. All right, let's get to it. Sports betting stories every Thursday. Uh, I thought this would be fun. You know, take a step away from teaching, educating, and giving picks, handicapping, things like that, just to have some fun. Relax a little bit, tell some stories. And uh, there's all kinds of stories that we're going to tell on Thursdays. Stories about, you know, old sports bettors, stories about Billy Walters, stories about some of the original sports books in Vegas, offshore stories, and everything in between. But uh, today, I'll talk about my first bet in Vegas. And also, I've got a roulette story to tell. And you know what? Let's actually start with the roulette story, because I think it's better, and I think it's a good story. All right, so... Uh, again, both these uh, stories are going to take place in Las Vegas, the uh, middle of the beautiful Mojave Desert, which is, I got to say, it's not, as, I mean, it's not important anymore for betting sports. I live in Colorado. It's totally legal here. As a matter of fact, there's more sports books, I think, in Colorado than there are in Nevada. Uh, a lot of other states where you are listening right now, it's legal. And so the whole idea of, hey, let's go to Vegas and bet some games, that doesn't really exist anymore. But it did when I first made my uh, original bet uh, 11 years ago. But like I said, let's start off with a roulette story in Vegas. And this is the best roulette story I've got because I don't play roulette a whole lot, just to let you know, okay? But uh, it was 2000, I think it was 2014, 2015, right around that area. I don't have the exact year, but it was right around then. And I was the last one in Vegas for a little group that went. Now, I go to Vegas all the time by myself and, you know, for work, uh, whether, I, you know, just get away for a day. But this trip, I was the last one there. Everyone had already left and I was waiting for my plane ride home. Now, this was not a successful trip, <laughs> to say the least. I was down, uh, I don't know. I mean, back in 2014, 
I didn't have that much money. And so, you know, losing a grand, that was a big deal to me, you know? And I mean, look, not that it's not a big deal now, but it just meant more back then. And yeah, I was down probably a thousand bucks or so. And I had, I don't know, like 50 bucks left. Okay. Enough for the uh, taxi to the, because Uber wasn't a big thing back then. Enough for the taxi to the, to McCarran airport. And then like maybe some food there or something like that. I, I'm down to 50 bucks. You get, you get careful when you're down to your last 50. So I get to McCarran. It's only like a 15 minute ride. It was close. It was at the MGM. So if you're familiar with the uh, uh, layout of Las Vegas, the MGM is really close on that side of the strip to the airport. So it's not a long drive at all. So about a $15 cab ride, you know, tip the guy five bucks and I've got like $30 left. Well, I get into the airport and I'm going through security, you know, and you're, you know, you get to the point in security where you have to empty your pockets. You have to kind of, you know, empty thing out, take your watch, take your belt off. Well, I go to empty my pockets and I realize I've got some chips left. <laughs> I realize I've got, you know, like 40 bucks or so in, uh, in, in chips, probably, you know, like eight, $5 chips. And I realize, you know, okay, 40 bucks. That's I'm down to my last like 20, 25 here. This is substantial. So I immediately turn around and order a taxi to go back to the MGM. My plan is, okay, the taxi both ways with tip going to be up about 30 bucks. And so I'll profit, you know, 10, $15 here. No big deal. And look, like I said before, 10, 15 bucks, the end of the trip, that could go a long way. It could be a meal. It could be something else, whatever. So I go back to the MGM. I cash those chips and I head for the exit. And I've got about uh, whatever it is, you know, probably like 60, 65 in cash right now. And I've got enough for the, the, the taxi back to the airport, a little bit more money for, for spending, whatever. I obviously had enough time before the, the, the flight. I wasn't worried about missing that. So I head for the exit. I'm walking towards the exit of the MGM and a big old shiny roulette wheel <laughs> caught my attention. And the gambler in me came out and I go, huh, you know, if this hits... I'd have a lot more money going back to the airport, a lot more money <laughs> heading back to Denver, Colorado. So what do I do? I take $20, not all the money, because I want to give myself enough for the cab and maybe a little food, right? We're back to where we started from, if I lose the roulette win, uh, spin, pretty much. So I take 20 bucks out, and I put 20 down on my favorite basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan, 23. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do it. I just kind of felt it, you know? Let's go. 20 on 23. And sure as shit, it spun and it hits red 23. And I just go nuts. And it pays, for those who don't know, if you hit an individual number in roulette, it pays 35 to 1. So before I knew it, I'm leaving Vegas with an additional $700 because of my instinct and impulse to play the last roulette spin. Now, we always try and give advice on this show. It's not just Storytime Thursday. It's time for some advice as well. I do not recommend doing this, okay? I do not recommend playing roulette really at all. The house edge is around 5%, not a fantastic game to play. But it was a great story. And I mean, again, I don't want the the 21-year-olds out there to go, what, 35 to 1? That's awesome. I'll play some roulette next time. There's a reason it pays 35 to 1. It's because true odds should be like 37 to 1, something like that. It's just a classic casino game where it's set up against you. But I love telling that story. I mean, it was so 
impulse, so random. The fact that I found those chips at the airport, decided to go back on a whim, you know, part of me is just like, let's just keep the chips for next time we come back. Yeah, it's $40. But uh, no, that, that was awesome. I love that going back. The impulse to, to play roulette. It hits red 23. I'm going nuts. I'm tipping the, the, the taxi driver. And that was my best exit out of Las Vegas ever. I've got to say that. And a little part two to that story, a hysterical part two. I'm back in Vegas the following year, and I'm telling my buddies about my uh, the, the same story I just told you. And we all, as a group, get an impulse to go play. I think we were right by the Cromwell. We all go into the Cromwell, and we're like, hey, let's do it right now. Let's go bet Red 23, see if it hits. We're all joking like, yeah, that would be hysterical, but hey, let's do it. You know, We had a couple of drinks. It's easy to talk, th- talk people into things and you know, had a couple cocktails. And we head into the Cromwell, and I mean, you can't make this up. We all put our money on Red 23, and it ends up hitting Red 23. (laughs) So that's a nice little part two to that story. But uh, yeah, roulette, not the best game to play in general. I don't highly recommend it. But hey, if you're down on your way out of Vegas, see what One More Spin does. All right, and the second story for today, uh, the first sports bet I ever made. I thought the first one, the roulette story, was just more entertaining, a little bit more, so I wanted to tell that one first. But uh, this one's a little bit more, you know, something to take away. If you do live in a state where you can bet in person or you end up going to Vegas making a bet, something like that, it's a very different process. So the first bet that I ever made in person was uh, October 2nd, 2010. It was the... University of Georgia at the University of Colorado in some college football. The line was Georgia minus four and a half, and I wanted to bet on my buffs. I'm from Denver, Colorado, for those who don't know. I love the Colorado Buffaloes, and you know, 11 years ago, I wasn't really handicapping with my brain. I was betting on teams I liked, like a lot of people do. And so I went up to the window, and I made my first mistake. I said, hey, I'd like to bet the uh, CU buffs. And they said, okay, sir, uh, what number is Colorado? So what number is Colorado? They're, they're not ranked. <laughs> you know, uh, they're not a number. They're unranked. They're not very good. And they said, no, no, sir, I need a game number. I can't just be, uh, make a bet off the team name. So embarrassed with my tail between my legs, I just turn around. I don't even make the bet. And I go back and I sit down on the sports book. I try and figure out what the hell he's talking about. And I notice there's numbers listed by each game. And I mean, now, you know, these are rotation numbers It's pretty, well, I don't want to say it's pretty common knowledge now, because if you don't know, in Las Vegas, in sportsbooks in person, they use rotation numbers to make bets. And rotation numbers go all the way from 001, 002, that'll be the first game. Okay, so if you want, if it's the Nuggets at the Lakers, and the Lakers are minus three, if you want the Nuggets plus three, that'd be 001. So you say, I want 001, the Denver Nuggets, you know, plus three. If you want the Lakers, it'd be 002, LA Lakers minus three. So you have to have the rotation number. And um, so I got the rotation number, go back up to the window, say, hey, I'd like to bet uh, 224. They said, okay, uh, 224, what'd you like to bet in 224? I said, I'd like to bet the Colorado Buffaloes. I said, yeah, well, what bet, sir? And again, turned around. I didn't say anything. I'm not so sure. Hold on, I'll be right back. Turn around, table to my legs, sit down in the same seat, try and figure out what the hell she just meant. I gave her the number. I I, I said 224. That's the number you asked for. They didn't know. So then I I, I ask a you know a, a fellow sports better who he looked like he'd been in the sports book for a while. He looked like he'd been beaten up a couple times on the horses. But I asked this guy, 
It's like, hey, how do you make a bet? I, I first told her the, the team name, and then I went back up and told her the number, and they still didn't know what I was talking about. And that's what they let me know. Yeah, you've got to let them know the, the number, the team, and whether you want to bet the spread, the over-under, and then the amount you want to bet. So then I went to the window, said, I'd like to bet 224 Colorado plus four and a half for $20. And they gladly took my bet, which I ended up winning. Can you believe that? The Colorado Buffaloes back in 2010 beat Georgia at home as a four and a half point underdog. Times have changed, to say the least, and not not for the better in, in Boulder, Colorado. But uh, either way, you know, that was, I wanted to tell that story because I'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there who've gone through the same thing. And it's embarrassing. And look, a lot of these uh, ticket writers are older. A lot of them been doing this for a while. They, they don't have time for the bullshit. And it's like, if you guys are going to be such assholes all the time, no wonder things are going more online. No wonder even in Vegas now, people would rather make make bets on the app than deal with grumpy Joe behind the counter. Sir, it's like uh, it's like Roz in uh, Monsters, Inc. Sir, I'm going to need a rotation number. Okay, 224, so what do you want to bet? You know, it's just like, ah, oh boy. And as I said, I'm sure there's a lot of you guys who uh, share that same experience because it certainly was one that I won't forget back in 2010. All right, that does it for today's show. A little story time Thursday. Whatever you have going on today or tonight, good luck. I know uh, we're getting back into the swing of things with soccer. There was international soccer there for about a week and a half. Premier League and all the uh, soccer leagues are back this weekend. Plus, we start to, what, we got Thursday Night Football tonight, got some NHL, a little NBA, whatever you got, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Sports Betting Daily.